Welcome to Dollars and Cents with Friedman Financial. During today's program, your host, Mark Friedman, may discuss specific financial planning and investment ideas. These discussions are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations. Investing involves risk, including loss of principal. Always consult a certified financial planning professional, qualified attorney, or tax advisor prior to investing to determine what is appropriate for you. Securities and advisory services offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor, member FINRA and SIPC. And now here's the host of Dollars and Cents, Mark Friedman of Friedman Financial. If you don't wanna see me, did a full one, about the way I was did the heartbreak change me maybe welcome back to another edition of dollars and cents with Friedman financial my name is Mark Friedman and joining me today is our director of financial planning Christian Karcher Christian how are you today I'm doing well how are you Mark good thanks Marion is out of the office today so um you get to be the guy get to be the co-host with me uh, today again Marin and I had a nice little run of a couple weeks while you were off and uh it's good to be back. Well, we love having you. Um, you always, We always point you to talk about an issue that is somewhat complex, but we try to turn it down and make it financial advice in a language everyone can understand. That's uh, and we're going to get to that today. We're going to talk about, and so maybe just to pique your interest, if you have set up a beneficiary on your retirement accounts, on your IRA, your 401k, that is not your spouse... We've got some rules and some thinking around that that you may very well likely want to hang around in here because there's a lot of strategy and a lot of planning around that. Christian, I know you've got some thoughts and uh, we'll share that in a minute. But before we jump into that, today I wanted to talk to you about something that may be the most deceiving perspective that anybody can offer to you right now, especially when it relates to market performance. Now, if you ask someone walking on the street these days, how, have you, how is your account doing right now? Or how is your investment portfolio doing? Chances are there's not a giant Cheshire cat smile going across their face. No, certainly not after the last year or so. It's, it's been challenging for sure. However, if I were to tell you that some of the best annualized performance is coming from your three-year statement right now, you may not believe me. For instance, we've had clients that have walked in the office and over the past year, maybe they're down seven, eight, nine percent. It can be all over the place depending upon the way that their account has come across. But if they've been with us for three years or more, I can show them a report right now that if they were just invested in a 60-40 balance stock funds to bond funds, you know they're averaging around 12 to 15 percent a year. Yes, I'm sure the compliance department just heard me say that and they're saying, Mark, you can't say that. But Christian, why might this be an anomaly that is just hanging around for a little while and very deceiving? Well, I think it, it, it goes back to we have to think about what was happening three years ago today. It, it's hard to believe sometimes, but three years ago was the height of the pandemic. And we actually saw the lowest market price uh, in, at the end of March um, of 2020. It was actually March 23rd was the low point in the stock market. Absolutely. 2020. Right. And so it actually bounced off that bottom. I think the next day was actually like a five or 6% return. Whatever number, it was. It was a big seeing number. Seeing that in a single day is just jarring. But 
that was the bottom. And so if you actually look at a three-year performance report, you're now cutting it from the bottom to the very top, which is uh, just as deceptive as a few months ago when we were taking it from the very top pre-pandemic to their returns now. Right. So, so I want to just remind our listeners, and this is some financial advice in a language you can understand. Understand that short-term performance is not reflective of what your long-term outcomes are going to be. But sometimes some of those three-year reports can be equally as deceiving. You have to understand what are the components that are involved in the uh, in the time period that I'm looking at to make sure that I really have a good understanding of how I'm performing over periods of time. Absolutely. And it's always important to keep that, that return number in the context of what was going on in the world. Whenever you are looking at a return number, you have to pick a start date. And that start date is going to have its, you, you'll have to remember what was happening then. Was the market doing well? Was it doing poorly? All of that impacts um, if the rate of return you're getting is actually reasonable. Right, and and you know, one of the things that's that I think we, we take great pride in, and we've been maintaining performance reports for our clients since June of 2000. So if you've been a client with ours for the past 23 years, we can actually do an inception to date report for you at any time in between, or you pick any dates you want, we can get that done. I, I ask you to ask you whether your investment advisor that you might work with, or if you do this on your own, do you have the capacity to produce the performance reports that you want? And secondarily, are they being produced accurately? So I want you to think about something that happens. Let's say a year ago you invested $100,000 and today it's worth $120,000 or a year later it's worth $120,000. Well, clearly you can do the math and say, I am up 20%, 20%. right? You made went from 100,000 to 20. But what happens if you had $100,000 and for the next uh, next 10 months you added $1,000? I mean, added to, uh, let me say that again. Let me, let me try that again. From January, you had $100,000, and for the next 10 months, you added $1,000. So in total, you added $110,000 to your portfolio. And at the end of the year, your account value is at, at $120,000. Christian, are you up 20%? No, you are not up 20%. And some people might say, Am I up 10%? That's an easy round number too. And that's not quite the case either, is it, Mark? No, it's not because it's all time periods. And one of the most deceptive way of looking, when you see returns, when you see uh, the news report that the S&P 500 is up X percent, the NASDAQ is up X percent, or the Dow is down a certain percent, sometimes it's for the day they're showing you, but if it's over a period of time, it's taking a snapshot in time that says, if your account was worth X at at the beginning, and why at the end, and you never added any money, never took any money out, this is your performance. Mm-hmm. But is that really happening? Does that happen in real life? Well, for a lot of our clients, it doesn't because they're retired, they're taking money from their portfolios, or they're younger and accumulating money and adding money to their portfolios. So there's always there always has to be an adjustment and a calculation done when doing performance reporting to account for all of those um, additions and withdrawals and the timing of when they were taken. Yeah, if you ever took a mathematical finance class, you know that that term is called internal rate of return. And there are things called even cash flows and uneven cash flows. Far more 
um, complicated than we need to explain here, but I just want you to know that when you're working with a financial advisor or if you're doing your own performance reporting, make sure that the standardization technique for getting the right performance numbers is is something that you can stand behind, that the institution that you're working with is willing to stand behind that. I know that we're willing to do that because we have a performance software that works well. Yes, absolutely. All right. Now, as I promised, I told you we're going to talk about beneficiary IRAs. I know it was a long-winded way to get there. Yep. But um, beneficiary IRAs mean that if you were to die and you leave your money to someone other than your spouse, your children, your dog, an institution, whatever it is, it used to be that you could take the amount of money that you were going to retire as the beneficiary and stretch it out over your lifetime. That's not the case anymore, Christian, is it? No. A few years back, you might remember from some of our old podcasts when we went through the SECURE Act, um, they made some changes. And one of those changes was now a beneficiary IRA, if inherited by a non-spouse, in most cases needs to be taken out within 10 years of the person passing away. And so that really condenses down how long the beneficiary has to take the money out of the IRA. And what happens when you take money out of an IRA? Is there tax liability? Well, and that's the, that's the rub. Every time you take money out of an IRA, it is taxable income to you. And so if you were taking a little bit over your entire life, that small tax liability might not be that significant. But when you have to take an IRA out over 10 years, what if someone uh, left you half a million dollars uh, in an IRA? Over 10 years, you're taking at least $50,000 a year to empty out that account. That's a significant amount of income, and that can push you into higher tax brackets as well. And if you hit the button on the form when they send you the packet that says, hey, you're expected to inherit a $500,000 beneficiary IRA, instead of you saying, I want to take it out over time, you just say, send me my money. Yep. That can be a very painful tax day, can't it? Uh, It absolutely can, because that most certainly will put you into the highest tax bracket. And so a huge amount of that money is going to get taxed at 37 plus percent. Yeah, it's it's big. But we also have this issue where um, the time in which people have had to take money out has changed as well, right? The uh, the required minimum distribution dates. Right. And these two things seem separate, but uh, actually play together in an interesting way. So the required minimum distribution is the amount while you're alive that you have to take from your IRA. And they it, that used to be 70 and a half. They pushed it to 72, and now they're pushing it all the way to 75 over the next few years. And so as people are able to delay taking money out of their IRAs, we usually see that as a good thing because we can now manage the tax consequences of those distributions a little bit better. But imagine this. So a little while ago, when the RMD age was 70 years old, let's say you took money from your IRA, your million dollar IRA, each year for 10 years and at age 80 you passed away. Well, you've already been taking money out of that IRA for 10 years and it's probably about the same value, maybe, potentially, as it was at the start when you began taking those required minimum distributions. If now you can leave that for another five years, up to age 75. You don't have to take any money. You don't have to take any money. You get that extra growth. Isn't that a good thing? Well, that might be a good thing with the exception of, let's take that last scenario and you pass away at 80. Now you've only been taking money out of your IRA for five years. So that IRA at age 80 going to your heirs is going to be significantly higher than if you had been taking RMDs all along. 
And so what we have to do in our office is consider not only what is the best thing for your taxes this year, not only what is your the best thing for your taxes in 10 years, but also what will the impact be on your heirs if you are to pass away? Do you want to leave them a giant retirement account that must be taken out within 10 years? Or does it make more sense to be able to maybe move money to a Roth IRA or take additional IRA distributions before your required minimum distribution wait, is actually wait, 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 wait. So you're So you're suggesting that it might make sense to take money out of my IRA before my required minimum distribution date? For some people, that is absolutely uh, a worthwhile strategy to consider, particularly if you have a larger IRA um, that's going to have a significant required distribution and would cause a significant tax consequence if you were to pass away. Yeah, this is just another one of those scenarios that when we talk about this a lot, but this is a concrete example of where many people approach retirement and they're very careful about how they spend money, spend spend their money in retirement, and what they end up doing is they leaving they end up leaving a large sum of money. To the next generation, and by delaying retirement, uh, taking money from your uh, your IRA even more, delaying it to seventy five, mm-hmm. you're giving yourself a greater probability that you're going to be leaving even more money to the next generation. And many people are sacrificing their own lifestyle, the way they travel, the way they eat out, the way they provide benefits and gifts and all sorts of stuff to their children, with the expectation that they'll leave it to the next generation when they could be enjoying it while they're alive today. Absolutely. And think about this. If you want to give money to your your children or your grandchildren, taking it out at your tax bracket might be more efficient than leaving a giant chunk that has to be taken out over 10 years um, to them when you pass away. Yeah. So these are what are called tax planning scenarios, trying to make, trying to create strategies where you want to be the most tax efficient in understanding where best to draw money to meet your needs today. And we've got a pretty cool tax planning software too to do that, don't we? Yes, we absolutely do. We've got a, a, a software that we use that we can upload people's returns. It automatically pulls the numbers over. And then we can sit there and tinker with, okay, well, what if their capital gains were higher or lower? And we can see the exact breakpoints for all the different tax brackets so we can be as efficient as possible when helping people design their retirement income streams. Yeah, it's so valuable. And that's just part of the financial planning process. And that's what we do here at Friedman Financial. Many people think when you're working with a financial advisor, it's just about buying investments. And Christian, I know you can attest to the fact that that's not the case, is it? No, I spend 95% of my day doing all the other stuff, uh, the tax planning, the estate planning, the reviewing beneficiaries. That That's what really um, is important. And those are the t- those are those items that are those aha moments that come to light in a client's eyes that they never thought w- was possible. They had never considered it. And, you know, someone had left the office today and she's used an expression that we use quite a bit that says, I don't know what I don't know. And there is so many little tiny minuscule pieces, if, if you will, diamonds in the rough that many people don't know how to uncover. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what your job is, is to uncover the diamonds in the rough. That's right. That's, that's our job here. That, well, that's your job, especially. Chris, yes. That's Christian Karch's job, the new diamond in the Which we call you? We should, with the miner? Uh, I the, can the, be the jeweler. The jeweler. You can be anybody, right? <laughs> Finding diamonds in the rough. All right. That's going to do it for us today. If now is the time for you to get serious about your financial planning and your investment management needs, I hope you'll give us a call. We offer a free initial consultation available to anybody in the community. 
Give us a call, 978-531-8108. That's 978-531-8108. If you'd like to get our free weekly newsletter, go to freedmanfinancial.com. That's Friedman, two E's and a D, financial.com. Go to the bottom of any page, put in your name and your email address, and you will start getting it every Friday, 10.30 in the morning. That's going to do it for us today. Christian, thank you for being my co-host. Well, thank you for having me, Mark. You do a great job on here, and uh, we'll look forward to talking with you again next week with more Dollars and Cents. Have a great day, everyone. Thank you for listening to Dollars and Cents with Friedman Financial. These discussions are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations. Please consult a certified financial planning planner, tax professional, or attorney prior to investing to determine what is appropriate for you. Securities and advisory services offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor, member FINRA and SIPC.